T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. If he's 5'10", 190 pounds, and probably doesn't work out at all, and then Anthony Richardson has like a Cam Newton-esque workout, which I think is distinctly possible, then I think you will start to get a lot of those, hey, this guy should be the first overall pick because he has those high-caliber traits. Chris Trapasso from CBSSports.com. It is draft talk. Back to the Sabres. Back to hockey. Back to a, a goalie rumor involving the Sabres. We'll get to that in just a moment. Joe is in for Jeremy. Thanks for hanging out with us. 803-0550 to join us this morning. The NFL Combine is going on this week in Indianapolis. And actually, uh, Brandon Bean, Bill's GM, will speak to the media in Indy uh, tomorrow morning at 10.15. It is time to talk about the draft by going to the West Her Hotline. We are joined by Chad Forbes. You can find him on Twitter at NFL Draft Bites. Chad, it is uh, Howard and Joe. Good morning. Welcome to Combine Week. Good morning. Exciting time. You, yeah, I'm sure you've got your um, your tape measure and your stopwatch and whatever other tools you'll need for measurables. Oh, I'm giddy. I could tell. You know, look, I'm making a little bit of fun of the combine because I do think, Chad, there is a tendency to overreact to stuff that goes on in Indy. Having said that, are there a is there a most intriguing subject or are there most intriguing subjects in terms of the prospects who've been invited to Indianapolis that you will be keeping an eye on this week? Well, away from the quarterbacks and as it relates to the Bills and really the NFL in general, I'm excited to see the wide receivers work out. There's a couple of the undersized guys, be it Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. And if you're going to be an undersized wide receiver and try to go in the first round or top 15 in Addison's case, you better run fast. So excited to see those guys. And then also I love watching them go through the gauntlet trail, which is trying to catch the ball. And it really doesn't, translate to the NFL, but at least you get to see the guy's hands. I'm glad you're excited about wide receivers from the Bills' perspective, Chad, because we've been talking about that and talking about whether they actually would draft somebody, hopefully, in the first or day two, maybe day two at the latest. So let's start on, give us your overall picture first, and then we'll maybe get into some specifics of this year's wide receiver group. A year ago, the idea was this wide receiver class was not going to be a strength, but you fast forward, and there's six or six guys that could go in the first round and maybe 12 to 13 guys that could go in the top three rounds. It's got to be priority for the Bills. I, I love the fit of Zay Flowers from Boston College there. To get that done, they might have to trade up. I, I think they need another guy that's really similar to Stefan Diggs, one of those route runners that gets open. They have a type, and you're sure you can think about replacing a Gabriel Davis being that vertical guy, but you got him back for another year. So I love Addison's fit, Zay Flowers for the Bills. So you mentioned, let's go back to Flowers for a second. You said you love the fit. 
Why would you love the fit for of Zay Flowers for the Bills? Their type is that route runner that gets open, not like the big body contested catch wide receiver. You saw that when they first came in, with whether it was a Sammy Watkins or a Kelvin Benjamin. They shipped those guys out pretty quickly and went after a guy like Diggs and tried pursuing and drafting guys that are in that similar profile. And I, Diggs, I understand they gave him the extension, but he's also getting close to 30. And eventually you need to think about succession planning. Zay Flowers and the wide from Boston College and also Jordan Nasser from USC, they, they really do remind me of Diggs. You said, uh, you know, maybe six guys in the first round. If for some reason, because I want to ask you about offensive line, I think you could make a case for that for the Bills in the first round. If for some reason they do not address wide receiver, Chad, and we're into day two, what's the group like there? You said maybe another six or so could go on day two. What's that group like? You know, Tank Dell from Houston's an explosive guy. That he, he's going to work out really well. The question is his weight. I think he was like 155 at the senior bowl, so that's concerning. Trey Palmer from Nebraska is a guy that I really like. doesn't seem like many people are on to yet. He's an LSU transfer. They have a huge year in Nebraska. You can see you can see other guys that are going to fit into that, that day two spot that are more the kind of the outside burner type and not really the route runners. But uh, it's a pretty good group. I don't think it's as good as last year, but it seems like a college game is just producing wide receivers every season. You can make a case in terms of looking at the Bills' needs for offensive line as something might, they might target in round one. Um, and I'm thinking specifically the in, interior of the line, right? A, a guy who could be a, a guard, maybe hopefully come in and play right away, maybe be a center down the road whenever Mitch Morse is done. What about offensive line ideas in round, at the bottom of round one? You know, I heard McBean saying that uh, they're not going to be very aggressive in free agency. And that makes a lot of sense. But you know, if you let Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds both walk, they're not going to completely sit out on free agents, right? So I see left guard being just something they'll go after in free agency. Mm-hmm. It's a non-premium position you could fill with a guy like Ben Powers or even a, like kind of a lesser guy. But I don't think you're bringing back Saffold by any means. Right. But I think they fill left guard in free agency and then attack wide receiver. The one thing I could see, and this isn't going to be a popular one, maybe maybe on maybe it's a day two thing. But I can see them going safety, a young safety. They haven't done that in their tenure there. Maybe if Brian Branch was somehow available at 26 and the wide receivers were gone, he'd be a really interesting fit there. No, you know, look, we've brought it up. Actually, you jumped my list, Chad, so shame on you. I I was going to ask you about linebacker, and I think in the safety discussion, I'm very much all in on offense because the Bills have some issues there, and I think they need to rectify those. But the safety discussion is interesting. If Poyer leaves, knowing Hyde's only got one year left, and then Edmonds... If he leaves, yes, I do think linebacker gets into the discussion in round one. So let's tackle. You mentioned safety already. So, all right, let's say Edmonds leaves in free agency. Uh, linebacker, bottom round one, what are we talking about? There's probably not going to be a value pick there. And just the way the fifth-year option works, the linebacker one is really expensive. So you end up in a similar situation with Edmonds where you're paying an off-ball linebacker, basically what you should be paying a pass rusher. So maybe a Trenton Simpson's a guy that could intrigue them, but – the free agent position, the linebacker, is just so strong that I think you can go out and get a guy who's not going to cost as much as Edmonds and then maybe get somebody on day two or day three, whether it's like a Dorian Williams from Tulane. But they actually do really need a more of a Mike than a Will with Milano there. So it, it could be a little bit of a challenge because it's really not a great linebacker draft class, but it happens to be the strength of free agency. There is one position I want to bring up. There are some mocks out there, uh, Chad, that have to say the Bills should take a running back at the bottom of round one. Again, not a fan of that, but one of the names that's mentioned, I guess maybe the most prominent name is Bijan Robinson. Um, whether or not you're a fan of the idea, 
if they added a player like that in the bottom of round one, what would that mean for the Bills' offense? Would that be a smart add to give them a dynamic they don't have? If they take a running back in the first round, he better be an all-pro or pro bowler in his first year because they have so many needs and so little you know, money to spend that to draft, you know, to draft one of the cheapest positions to fill in the first round with your premium pick, I think that would just be crazy. And Bijan Robinson would be the name for that, right? Generational, I've heard the name or term about him as a back. Maybe since Adrian Peterson, he's the best prospect, depending on who you ask. But I don't know, the more I read about him, Chad, I feel like the the idea that he would even get near the Bills is kind of, it might, might be crazy. I think we should pump the brakes a little bit on the Bijan Robinson as this generational running back. Is he a good prospect? Yes, but he's not going to work out. I, I doubt it because his speed just isn't that, that great. And people will say, well, speed's not that important in running back. And I kind of think it is. And I actually believe Jameer Gibbs, the Alabama running back, is the best one in this draft. We're with Chad Forbes. NFL at NFL Draft Bites is his Twitter handle. A couple other things before we let you go. Quarterbacks, you know, with the combine this week, quarterbacks are always in the discussion no matter what. Who are the, uh, you know, is it a big week for anybody, Chad? Who are the quarterbacks that you might want to keep an eye on this week? Anthony Richardson probably owes some money to Josh Allen because <laughs> this idea now that a project can work out because Josh Allen did so famously is really it's a crazy concept. This goes back to production, but Anthony Richardson sure it's a big week. Everybody's going to get excited about the tools and how he works out in the shorts. But Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft, and Richardson may be a year away from being a year away. Chad, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, is there any other stuff going on this week? This is uh, isn't this a week where there's like not so legal tampering in terms of free agency. Competition committee is going to meet. Anything else to track in terms of NFL stories this week? You know, I think it's interesting because you start to hear the positions teams are going to target in free agency. Mm-hmm. And the comes out to you is when you hear, oh, we're targeting corners. Well, you know the three or four guys they're targeting, right? They just can't quite say it. So that kind of comes from the agent community. And then, you know, you start to hear a lot of really the trade chatter. And I think people are waiting on this quarterback carousel to start with Aaron Rodgers, you know, coming out of his – retreat into darkness and doesn't yeah. go back to bear the Jets and I ultimately think he ends up in Vegas but who, what do I know no that's true I, I did actually that's I was going to bring that up too maybe this is the week he gives some kind of answer I'm not sure if this is a white smoke black smoke thing um or car I don't know if car makes his mind up we're all still what the heck is going on in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson and and his future so maybe yeah maybe there will be some shoes to drop if you will on the quarterback front aren't, aren't the if you come here, we believe that you'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But can you please wait a couple of weeks so we can see if we can get Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you might want to backtrack on the first ballot Hall of Famer thing if he shows up in Jersey. Yeah, they're just they're just wild. So the Jets will be the Jets. But uh, if Rodgers could tell a team that he's willing to play at least two more seasons, I think that the trade market for him will heat up. And Lamar Jackson, you know, Miami doesn't have the picks to acquire, and that's where he wants to go. But Atlanta yeah. would be a really fascinating offense and fit for him. Yeah, I think that. By the way, the car thing to me—that's like recruiting colleges, recruiting, right? If you're Jets, you're like this is like showing him the locker at Duke. So you, yeah, you know what? This is the this is the gold jacket, Derek, that you'll get when you come here and play for us. It's, right, it's, it's like trying to recruit. You're going to be a first-round pick in the NFL, but we need to wait a couple weeks to give you a scholarship <laughs> offer. There's another guy we've, we're in on waiting to see if he'll give us a, t- a chance. Chad, thank you as always for the time. Enjoy Combine Week. It was fun, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Chad Forbes again on Twitter. You'll find him at NFL Draft Bites as the Combine goes. The on-field workouts don't start till Thursday. The always exciting, uh, yep. I guess what, measurements, 
uh, meeting with the teams. Well, I mean, the interviews are done. Which are this is mm-hmm. by the way, that's right. This is the uh, Kyrie Elam brought his notebook to the meeting with the Bills last year. Was at the yes. combine, right? Where yes. he showed him his book of all the stuff that everything he tracked while playing cornerback at Florida, and we're like, wow, guy keeps McDermott, who has loosely folders and notebooks filled with everything. Met yep. a guy who actually does the same kind of concept. So anyway, meetings, medicals, on-field work starts on Thursday and runs through, I think, the weekend at the Combine in Indianapolis. Yeah. All right. So that's we're going to talk more football as the week goes on. But obviously, if you're just joining us, we've been talking a lot of hockey this morning. Mm-hmm. Sabres with a big win yesterday. Great comeback. Great bounce back, I should say, after the Toronto disaster. Uh, so we're talking about that. Uh, the wild card race, the injuries, Tuck. Darlene, the impact on the trade deadline as well. So we wanted to get circle back to goaltending. Yeah. So we asked Paul about this a little bit, and he's still thinking that he doesn't see a trade happening. And I think it's probably more likely that they don't do anything. But we did have our first signal mm-hmm. that they could this weekend when Andy Strickland, a respected hockey reporter out of St. Louis, yep who covers the Blues but is plugged in nationally. He'll have he'll have plenty of reports throughout a year about other teams. And he reported that Cam Talbot, starting goaltender in Ottawa, has who is a pending UFA, declined an extension from the Senators and is now likely to be moved. And the three teams that Strickland mentioned were Vegas, LA, and Buffalo. So that's all we have right now in terms of white smoke that they could be in on a goalie, but it's something. It's something that points to maybe they could do it. And I am impressed to even see that they would. But I guess I'm also not stunned. Should it be that surprising if they trade for a goalie? And this one in particular, let's look at Cam Talbot as an example, because we just, David Pagnota last hour kind of said, there really isn't a lot in the goalie market. John Gibson, Thatcher Demko, those are like bigger trades, yeah. right? Well, Cam Talbot. Yeah, they're not they're not trading for John Gibson and his contract. No, no, I don't think so. Talbot this year started 26 games. He has a 905 save percentage. The league average is I think is 904. So, he's about average in the league this year. He has a quality start percentage of 69.2%. Mm-hmm. That is the fourth highest in hockey. So, one number says, "Oh, he's been incredible." The other numbers kind of say he's been about average, below average. His goal saved above expected. He's 40th, I think, out of 71. So, to different degrees, this guy's been has been good this year, maybe average. Isn't average an upgrade, though? Over where the Sabres are, yeah. Look, I, I'll tell you this. We've gone back and forth, and I told you, and I, I apologize to Joe earlier for actually thinking Comrie and UPL would be the goalie tandem going forward next season. Honestly, I'm putting a lot of weight in what Don Granato said over the weekend. Yeah. If he said he said they want to try and use Anderson more down the stretch. Okay, so well do they want to do that or do they feel like they have to do that? That's where I'm going. I'm going to in my head I hear, you know, we're not really so sure about Ryden Comrie and or UPL. Our right. best goalie's been the 41-year-old guy, but we couldn't play him that often, but now that we're playing in huge games for the next 24 games, mm-hmm. we need to play the 41-year-old guy more. If I hear you tell me you want to play Anderson more, then I'm going to take say it as Okay, well, they they don't think Comrie or UPL are up to it, right? Because there are very important games coming up. That to me opens the door into the goalie discussion. I would have still said I think a defenseman's coming more than anything else. If there's one move they make by Friday, I'm 
100% certain it would be a defenseman. But would we be stunned if it was the goalie? Not after what Granado said, no. Not after what Granado said, and also, and honestly, it look, does make the, the goalies aren't that good. But you know what? I, I'm guilty of not thinking about it enough because this team outscores its average goaltending. Right. This team is an offense that's. I mean, yesterday, I mean, UPL made some key saves yesterday. Right. There were moments in the game where he made a key save. One of them was um, what it was six four, and I think he maybe stopped Ovechkin right before the end of the second period. Yeah. So he makes key saves, but at the end of the day. He gave up four goals on 28 shots. That's not going to help his save percentage. Right. So I, I, I guess, Joe, I'm telling you, I think it, it would still be a defenseman. Based on what I – if they're really trying to say, we need to play Anderson a little bit more, then no, I wouldn't be surprised if they pr- pick up a goalie. And Talbot, by the way, is not a guy who blocks anybody's path. This is just a nope. rental for the end rental. of the season to get you in the playoffs. Well, here's another way of asking the question. He's a UFA, right? So this is strictly right. you're going to help us ensure this team makes the playoffs now yep. because we're not re-signing you in the offseason. Here's another way to ask it. They have 24 games left. Which goaltender gives them the both results, the best results, playing the most games? If I told you one goalie is going to play the majority of the games down the stretch, I don't who should any, that name be? I think it, it can't be Anderson. I mean, a majority of the games means he's playing at least 13 of I, the 24 games. That's why I think... I don't think he can do that. I think the best answer might be a guy like Cam Talbot, who, again, I am recognizing is league average. I think if you told me a league average goalie can play the majority of their games, yeah. I'm improving. So because you're going to so it it would be Talbot and Anderson. Yes, and UPL goes UPL play every day. Plays Rochester, all the games and Rochester. Comrie is Comrie. Send him back to Ottawa. Yeah, I I don't I really. He seems like a great guy. The teammates seem to love him. I don't need to see Eric Comrie ever play for the Sabers again. I I don't need to. Right. I'm not saying he can't. I don't well, right need now, to see it though. Right now, assuming if they wanted to keep doing this whole three goalie thing, he'd be the third guy on the depth chart behind UPL and Anderson or Anderson he, and UPL. He has a twenty. I mentioned that uh, Talbot this year has a 69% uh, expected or uh, quality start percentage, which is the fourth highest in the league. Comrie's at 26%. That is the fourth lowest yeah. in the league. He just he ain't it right now and. I I don't know how you can continue to play him. And if you don't, well, now I'm at Lucan and is playing the most games for me. Okay. And he has not earned that since January 1st. If they I wanted to pull up the uh, TSN trade bait board. If they get a go, if they do trade for a goalie, got to be a guy with no term, right? No term. Right. Well, I don't think it has to. You think it could be you, someone for next season. You started the segment saying I was wrong on thinking Comrie and Lukanen would be their goalies next year. They do need another goalie for next season, so I would not be afraid of a guy with two or three years. No, not at all. Cam Talbot, this is TSN's trade bait board, okay? So the highest rated goalie they have is Talbot at 15, UFA. James Reimer, UFA. Okay. Uh, Oh, somebody tweeted me earlier. Vemelka. Vemelka in Arizona, but he's got two years left. 2.73. 2.73. I don't mind that. I really don't. Because that would lock in contract. one of my goalies for next year, which I think they need to do. The only other goalie listed in their top 33 on this board. Did I miss some? No. The only other goalie is Jonas Corposalo. He's a free agent. So he'd be and a we, rental, too. We talked about him at the end of last week a little bit. I don't mind the Corposalo idea either. I All I'm here to say is I think the the best possible chance you could give the Sabres to make the playoffs is if you told me the goalie that plays the most games the rest of the way is not currently in the organization. Yeah. 
All right, we'll get a break in. 8030550 to join us. If you're on hold, hang on. We're going to get to your calls. We, this week, have stuff to give away. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We have tickets for the upcoming Western New York Sport and Travel Expo. It's going to be at the uh, fairgrounds in Hamburg on March 10th through the 12th. If you'd like to try and win tickets right now, we have a four-pack to give away. 221-4947. Evan is standing by to take your calls. 221-4947. Call number five. Wins a four-pack of tickets for one-day admission to the Western New York Sport and Travel Expo. Again, at the uh, Hamburg Fairgrounds, March 10th through the 12th. Book your dream hunt or get fishing and hunting gear at special show prices. More info at wnysportshow.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.